Thanks to our sponsor today, Arbalest, the UK's leading business finance broker for the Arb industry. If you're looking to finance a new or used machine, get an instant finance estimate from Arbalest. Find hundreds of trusted machines at arbalest.co.uk or source a machine yourself from any dealer or private seller. Arbalest will spread the cost of ownership with competitive affordable monthly payments at a market-leading low fixed rate. Play online 24-7 at arbalest.co.uk. Arbalest is 100% impartial and 100% Arb. In today's episode, I'm joined by Mr. Lawrence Four. Lawrence, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, brother? What's going on? I've been, been super man? excited. Man, it's so good. Everything is so good, man. I'm, I'm, I've been super excited for this interview for for a while, and I'm so sorry you haven't been able to track me down, man. And to be fair, you're a busy man as well. I haven't been able to track you down either, but um, I'm, mate, I'm so happy to be here. Not as busy as you. Every weekend I've got onto Instagram, you've been out on your little smart car all around the M25 and you've had all your little tree surgeons taking little pictures of you popping about and that. It's been oh, man. It's a, do you know what? It's, it's amazing, man. It's, it's, I, think, I think hopefully, I'm really hoping that for a lot of your listeners as well who are, who are arborists and, you know, and tree surgeons and, and work in the arb world, it seems to have been, although, you know, with all this COVID stuff that's going on and everything, it seems like we've all pulled through. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It really seems like we've got the sweet end of the stick. There's there's so many different industries that people that I talk to and consult with, um, that it seems like they've they've had a really hard time. Uh, we seem to be the lucky ones. So I think, um, but yeah, so every single time I talk to an Arborist, I'm like, how, how's it going? Bro, I'm super busy, super, super busy, all of this. So how have you been? How's things with you? The amazing mate we've got the magazine coming out in a couple of weeks which is all about trauma we're finally launched a podcast i've been trying to get this podcast off the ground since 2019 but one thing i've always forgot to do is actually book guests in advance get it scheduled and actually commit to it and we're going to talk about committing to things because just before we started the podcast we found something that we had in common that i no one in the uk actually knows about and i'd be amazing if any of our listeners actually know who they are as well they should they should know about these people they should and if you don't then this i I really hope that this is what accelerates people to actually get into to know this level of self of of like what does um what does gary v call it self-awareness you know you need to be self-aware um it's like it yeah I, i there's no point i mean we'll go into it a bit later on but there's, it's so important to sharpen the axe. It's so important to sharpen your axe. There's no point smashing a blunt axe against the, against a tree when you don't take time to sharpen it. And it's the same thing as sometimes when it comes to business and being an entrepreneur. Like People don't take the time out to actually sharpen who they are before they start going in again at the wood. Do you know what I mean? So the first question I've got for you, we'll get straight into it. How did you come across arboriculture? Say again, how did I come across arboriculture? Yeah. Oh, funny enough, look, it's 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 a long story, and I know no, it's not really a long story. Actually, I failed I failed my A levels. Um, I went into I, I I went to to a sixth form, and I could I knew going into to sixth form was not for me, man. I knew it weren't for me. It was just, but it was something that your parents make you do. Do you know what I mean? If you haven't got any, you know, if you haven't got a craft, you haven't got parents that are there to sort you out, give you a business, give you a tr- a, a trade. So I went to sixth form. I got letters when I, by the time I finished my sixth form, I got letters from my exams that I didn't even know you could get, mate. Like I didn't even know. I got like the, the U's, a U was one of them, but there were other letters that I was like, is that a pass? Or 
I'm not sure. Anyway, so sixth form was a write-off for me. I wasted a year. The first, just an AS level, but I mean, four AS levels. I studied business studies. Funny enough, business studies was one of them. Um, IT, PE, and psychology. And again, psychology is something that I love now, um, as well as business. But um, I failed my A-levels miserably. And I was sitting at home one day, and um, my mum, who's, you know, my mum, I was, my mum's a single parent. She raised me and my brother, you know, and it was, it was a very hard time when we were young. Um, and I was sitting at home one day and she was like, I didn't raise, I didn't raise someone who is just going to sit on their arse all day. Do you know what I mean? So, um, she was looking in the local paper and we saw an ad in the back for Capel Manor College, which is like a college local to here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, and uh, and it said like oh you know they've got animal care and arboriculture and horticulture and gardening so she was like look how about we just go down to this um to this uh, open day and um and see if you like anything and i was like look yeah. i ain't got nothing to lose Let, let's let's just go so went down there and um and i just literally i saw people just climbing around trees they were pruning things with these with these saws and stuff like that. i was like and I've always been into extreme sports. I've always been into sort of like adrenaline run, run sort of sports and activities. So I thought, look, I've got nothing to lose. Let's give this a try. Um, and then, uh, so studied up forestry and arboriculture culture for two years, did my level three and uh, just got really good at it. I was doing all the tree climbing competitions um, for the college. I was representing the college. I won a few, I won the college competitions. And um, so I did all the tree climbing top competitions uh, and then I got, I got a job working for a small company, um, uh, worked for him for two years, then worked for one of the biggest companies in Europe for two years. And then just thought, you know what, like if there's no time, there's, you know, a few things happened actually. And if you want to get into that story, it's quite funny, but I got fired from my first job and I got fired from my second job. Um, I won't say what companies they are because yeah, they're just not worth, <laughs> they're just not worth giving them any attention. But um, I got fired for reasons that were not of my own. And everybody who knows me or anybody who wants yeah. to know, shoot me a DM. I'll give you the story because it's amazing. But I got fired for some... For, the second time I got fired was for something so stupid. It was so, so, so stupid that I was like, if this isn't the time when I go out by myself, I don't... If, if, if someone up there is not giving me a sign to say, yeah. bro, just get on with it, man. Like, I told to you two it. years ago to get on with it. If, if now they're literally grabbing me by the, by the collar and say, mate, like... I'm giving you a really stupid reason as to why you're getting fired. Just get on with it. And then before you know it, that was it. Five years ago, um, started Thor's Trees. And we're now one of you know the fastest growing tree surgery companies in the UK, man. So how much of a jump was it for you to go from regular income, regular employment, even if it was freelancing, to going, right, that's it. I'm going to start my own business. What process did you go through? Did you sit down, write a load of names down and go, I can do it. I know what's involved. Let me get out there. Do you know what? Looking back at it now, it was by far one of the scariest, scariest parts of my life was being fired that second time from that company and and thinking, fuck, man, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. you know, although it's, it does sound exciting starting your own business, it also comes with its own fears. And everybody knows that. Anybody who starts their own business knows you are in a world that you do not know anything about. You are starting again. You are a blank slate. You're a pawn. You know nothing about the game. You might know you might know a craft, but just because you know a craft does not mean you know how to play business. And playing business and being a tree surgeon are two completely different things. So um, I literally did everything and anything I could to try and figure out the world of business. You know, um, 
it's it, it's been a it's been a very very long journey like i'll give you an example i had like i had about 800 pounds worth of savings i think when i first started when i first started thor's trees when i first went out and i would go out and i would um be freelance so i started you know climbing for this guy and climbing for this guy and trying to trying to just make a living freelance and it's a fucking nightmare being a freelancer and anybody who yeah. says that being a freelancer is amazing is 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 sick is is kidding themselves and is lying to the industry being a freelance um arborist is not fucking easy and if i and you know anybody who i meet that is a freelancer and if you actually sit down and really get to know them they're just looking for the right employer that is all they're trying to do bro they're just trying to find the right team to be on you know um so i had about 800 pounds and and i was making good money i mean i was subbing myself out for 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 a lot of money i was very i was i was without blowing my trumpet because i'm not here to do that i was a very good arborist when i left that company um so i knew i had a craft but i wasn't quite sure how to leverage it quite well too much too well um and uh yeah man so like i, I started thought oh that's what i did i went I, the first thing i did was i went on to vistaprint now for everybody anybody <laughs> every tree sage oh, i've gone to vistaprint oh to man whatever you do if anybody's cards and your magnets <laughs> yeah that's magnets oh my god <laughs> the magnets jesus so right I probably, I went on to Vistaprint as you do, and they're so good at upselling. They make you feel like you've yeah. got a good deal. So I went on to Vistaprint, £99 for some for 150 cards. Sweet. Went on there, designed it, all of that. And then um, and then they upsell you, don't they? They go, right, well, you now you've paid £200 for 99p, £99 for 200 yeah. Would you like to buy 500 for £300? And you're like, yeah, all right, cool. I need more anyway, right? And then they upsell you again. How, why would if you spend five hundred pound, we're going to give you a free card holder and some magnets, and and you, we'll give you double the amount of business cards that you've got right now. Oh, sweet! That's a flipping blinding deal. Let me do that. Anyway, so through my last through through five hundred pound at VistaPrint on a on a fuckload of business cards, right? So anyway, I sit in the as you do, sit at home now, waiting for these business cards to turn up. Business cards turn up and you're like, awesome, sweet. I got 2,000 business cards. Yeah. What fucking use is 2,000 <laughs> business cards? When you ain't got, what? I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the fuck to do with it, man. So, oh, oh man, like, I was like, shit. So I'm sitting at home now. I've got, I've got a camera and I'm taking all pictures of these business cards as you do. You know, all us rookie, us rookie tree surgeons do. As soon as you get yeah, a new yeah. piece of kit, as soon as you've got your business cards, you're taking a picture of it, put it up on your social media. Anyway, so then, then, then it really started settling in. I've got 400 pounds, 300 pounds to my name. I've spent 500 pounds of business cards and I still haven't got any, I still haven't got any business. So what do you do? I need to start handing these business cards out. And, um, it's fascinating actually, like the people who are most successful in this, in, in this world are people who, who are able to leverage the tools that they have very well. Um, what I managed to do was, I'll show you actually, because I've still got the original, I've still got my original business cards that I keep, um, that I keep here alongside my diary that I, that I used to have, right? This was my, this was my diary that I, as a freelancer of all of the all of the bookings that I used to have with different companies. Do you know what I mean? I can still keep this stuff. This is six years old, seven years old, but I mean, well, you get to go back to where you've come from, don't you? Like all the jobs you've done in the past to where yeah. you've grown to today. Exactly. So these were my original, these were the original business cards that we used to have from Vistaprint, right? It is so crap. Like that, I don't know what they have, but that was the original 
business card. Now I had about 5,000 of these and I was like, what the hell am I gonna do with these? Cause you need people to give them to, right? So what I did was I bought, um, as I said, I had 300 pounds left. I spent uh, about 50 quid on a load of stationery. I got a load of, um, a load of uh, uh, what they call them, post-it notes. I bought a, a permanent marker. I bought some blue tack and an A to Z. And what I did was I, I, I spent all night. This is, this is, this is my true, this is a true story, right? This is the God's honest truth. I spent all night writing out onto post-it notes, um, handwritten on every, like, on, and I wrote here to help when you need us with a smiley face, right? On these, on these, on these business cards, on these, I mean, on these uh, post-it notes. And I would stick the post, I would stick the post-it note on the business card and every single one of them is stuck. Identity, yeah. like, that's how you know, like this is the original, these are the original ones. And they were stuck like this. And then I would get a tiny little bit of blue tack and I would roll it up, roll the blue tack on and I would stick it on the back like this, right? So you've got blue tack, business cards, post-it note, yeah? I would, I would then stick um, spend spend all night sticking these blue tacks on the ends of these business cards and then I would get my A to Z the next day and I would go out for a drive and I'd try and find the really affluent areas right yeah. so I'm talking you're talking Hadley Woods the Cockfosters the Ponders the, the, the Palmer's Greens the Winchmore Hills and I would go down roads and I would stick these cards on people's doors. Because I thought to myself, there's no point putting these through people's letterboxes because they're going to pick them up and what they're going to do. Gets collected with the junk and thrown out. So you're thrown doing out. different and you're in people's no, eyes. No one does away. it. Ex exactly. No one, no one looks at your business card. They might, maybe yeah. one in 50, but I haven't yeah. got 50 to waste. Do you know what I mean? I want every, I want every fucker to see this business card when they walk on their door. And the only way that you're gonna do that is by sticking this business card right where they put their key in the door. So they have to pull it off. So now this person, whoever's gonna see this business card has got a handwritten note that says, here to help when you need us, with a smiley face, business card on there, bit of blue tack on the end. So I'm not damaging any paintwork or anything. And I went through roads, bro. I went through roads and every single road that I did, I would go on the A to Z and I would cross, I would just draw a black line over the road to say, I've done that road, don't need to do it again. Then I go down to the next one, do, done that line, do, don't need to do it again. And that's the hustle, man. Until, and then literally the phone started ringing. Don't get me wrong, I had a few bad complaints, man. Like there was a few yeah. people that were like, don't you dare, I know what you're doing. I know your type, you bloody travelers and blah, 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 blah. You're just trying to see who, so what they, what they, what this gentleman thought or what these people thought I was doing was putting these post-it notes on people's doors. And then whoever doesn't take it off of the door is probably not in. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? And they're, they're thinking, right, now that's the house that you hear if you're trying to break in or something <laughs> like that. Do you know what, So they, oh, they were literally mate. like, yeah. So I had some real bad complaints from people. But at the end of the day, bro, I was just trying to make a, I was just trying to make a living. I was just trying to make a hustle. Do you know what I mean? Like, and at the end of the day, when when sh when when shit hits the fan like that, and you're desperate for work, bro, like you do anything you can do, and you need to get creative. And unless you get creative, you're you're not going to stick out from the rest. So That's that was where the a start. lot of people, I think, suffer where they don't do the hustle. I didn't have your idea, but I had a different idea. Um, my my business was based in like the middle of Lincolnshire, so we had villages five, ten miles apart from each other. And I did the same as you, went to Vista Print, got a load of A5 flyers, and just went door to door. Now, my my plan backfired 
went to one one hopeful customer's house, put the flyer through, went to the next door, carried on doing that, got to the end of the road, and by the time I went back, they were stood outside going, how dare you give me this? I'm, I'm like 18, 19 years old. What? And I'm thinking, holy shit, what have I just done? Have I just completely <laughs> ruined everything? This is like a 30, like even maybe even a 40-year-old man stood there bollocking me in the middle of the street. And I'm just, I'm saying to him, I, I, I just want to... I'm just trying to make a living, man. I'm yeah, just trying to make get a people living. people like that. Mate, you know what? One thing that I realised in this world is um, you, you you can't win. Every, you can't make everyone happy, bro. Yeah. You know, someone someone might look at a business card stuck to the door and be like, that is so entrepreneurial. I really want to give this kid an opportunity. Let me just let him prune my apple tree. Another person's going to be like, how dare you stick something on my door? At the end of the day, like you're never going to please everyone. You're never, you're never going to be liked by everyone. Even if you're, even if you're a great guy, even if you've got, you know, if you're a genuinely good guy, does things for charity, you know, does things for all that, there's always going to be that person for whatever reason that's just not going to like you. And you just need to just get over it. You'll even get all the tree surgeons saying, don't fly it, don't do door-to-door canvassing because you get the likes of other businesses doing that. I, that's where I started my business, was going around knocking on doors. You have to start from somewhere. You have yeah. to start from somewhere. You know, if, if, I, if, if I... And by the way... Like anybody who wants to copy that idea, crack on, bro. Like I, I'm all for the hustle. Like if you want, I, in fact, I would encourage you that if you're starting out, try that out. Because if you don't understand the hustle, some of the things that you have to go down, it's not easy sitting there all night, handwriting post-it notes and then sticking them on people's doors all the day after. That's not easy. But once you get a little bit of work from it, once you, you know, then you don't need to do that no more. That was just, you know, the, 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 the tasks that it takes for you to go from a a zero to ten thousand pound a year company to a ten thousand pound a year to a fifty thousand pound a year company to a fifty thousand pound fifty thousand pound per annum to fifty thousand five hundred thousand pound they you know and then from from half a mil all the way through to a mil you they're not the same you can't do the same things to get to that no. level you know so th- there's no way in hell that now we're a company that is Near on, near on like a million pound turnover a year. I can't go around sticking things on people's doors. That's not going to bring me in the business. I need, I've got to, we've got other ways and means of bringing in business. So um, you can't, you know, that you can't do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. You just, you just can't. So talking about getting the work in, can you remember your first job you ever did on your own? Because I'm Mate. yet to find anyone to beat my absolute failure of of starting out in this. Bro, industry. I want to hear it, man. What you got for me? Come on, I want to hear this. So again, I was out. I was in um, Bottesford, just outside of Lincolnshire, and I was going door to door, put my flyer through, and I, about an hour later, I got a phone call off a customer. Really excited. I just got my climbing kit, just got my top handle. I had, a Volvo, I had a Volvo estate and a trailer, and I thought, you know what, this is it. I'm quidsing at last. Rocked up at the guy's <laughs> house. He had <laughs> he had four sycamore trees. Literally, these trees, maybe about 25 foot. All he wanted was a little bit of a crown reduction. Four trees. How many days and how much would you think? That literally, no experience. I've done a couple of free climbs. I've worked with one of my friends. I've gone out and I've priced it. How much do you think? Four trees and how many? How, how tall are they? I do about 24 at most. Okay. 
I don't know. Well, we always underprice when we first start out, don't we? we oh, man, I shot low. myself in the leg. We always job. go too low. I remember I, 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 we always go too low. I'm even I'm even having them conversations with my first customers now about why I can't, can't I can't charge you that. Yeah. But um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with because because I know what it might be. 400 quid. How about 200 pound and five days it took me? But mate, like you, you, you'll never forget that. You'll never forget oh, that. No. Is, bro, it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to you, right? One of the most embarrassing things as well, because it was near the village where I lived. I'd go through it when I'd be quote quoting work years later, and I'd look at them and I'd go, "Thank fuck, I paid attention in college." Yes, like bro, my pruning yeah. kit cuts were perfect. There's a little, there's a few branches that I've grown back that I thought, oh, but I've just went now to nature, it's trees. That that went down to me. Bro, it's completely normal. The thing is, right? Um, you might have just been trying. Like, if, if if you if you were thinking anything like me, you were just trying to get that one customer to sing your praises, sing your praises to get another one, right? Like, you know, my first customer, it was it was low. The price was low. I did a few runs to the tip to the to the local yeah. tip. You know, with my with my um my Ford my much loved Ford Fiesta. That I used to polish every single every before I got this first private job, I used to polish this thing weekly. It used to be waxed like water used to tr- trickle off of this thing, and it never used to stick. The first time I got my first, if the first time I got my first private job, nothing mattered to me. Like in yeah. fact, I was looking over the pictures. I was actually looking over my um, through my pictures the other day, and I found a picture of my first ever Ford Fiesta just stuffed with crap like trees and just and i was like but it didn't matter because we were just trying to we were just trying to make our foot you know pass our yeah. first job right we'd not, nothing else mattered at that moment in time all that mattered was that you got this job done and that you got paid and even if it was underpriced or whatever we had no reason we had no we didn't know what underpriced meant back then did we we just didn't we know we didn't even know what a day rate was no nah, no nah. it's you like know, we nothing just, we we thought, you know what, we've, we've never... I, I'm still yet to find the true surgeon who said, I do this job because of the money. Never oh, found man. it. There it is. Look at this. This was my Ford Fiesta. Look at that. Rammed. Absolutely rammed. Jam-packed. That is jam-packed. <laughs> but, you know, but, but you live and learn. And you live and learn. And you'll never forget that. You'll never forget that feeling. And actually, you know what? I know you're saying it was only 250 quid, right? But didn't that feel like the best ever 250 pounds that you'd that you'd ever made in your whole life didn't it feel good to to hold that money and be like i did this myself i went out i got this business myself and i made this money how good did that feel it was the first money i ever actually made it was the first like everyone who i know has kept some form of like the first invoice i even remember like going back and going i've got to create an invoice do my youtube videos i had to watch just to make even make an invoice I Mate. go, right, I've got to put this on it, the address has got to go on it, tree pruning, 200 quid, banged it over to the customer, and he gave me the cash, and I was like, holy oh shit, what do we God. do with it? Now, oh my just, God, I'm like, rich. The worst thing, <laughs> I even had a friend help me on those five days, and he still wanted paying. And I went, mate, I've had to put the fuel in every day. Well, welcome to the world of business. Every day. 
and fuck all at the end of that job. But you know what? You learn. You probably learned so much on that job. That first bit, a bit, that yeah. first little bit of experience. You learn how to talk to customers, how to quote a job, how to write an invoice. Like you can't put a tangible figure on everything. Do you know what I mean? You can't, you just can't. It's just, you, you know, so the lessons you learned from that, from that, from that, um, from that job there are going to stay with you for the rest of your life. Do you know the rest, even just asking a client, please, can you just leave a review? And uh, do you know what I mean? Or, you know, uh, or if you, oh, I beg this anything. client not to leave a review, I just went, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it as that. I liked <laughs> it to the hills. Oh man. Like I, 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 I remember that feeling and it was the best ever feeling. Like it was the best ever feeling. And, and, and I love talking this, I love talking about this kind of stuff to people who like yourself, you know, people are on their own journey. I love to learn about people's journey because we all had to start somewhere. And, you know, some people look at Thor's trees and they think like, whoa, look at this, look at this amazing bro. We all started from somewhere, man. I'm a normal human being. There is nothing special about me that no one else can't, can't achieve. No one else. The only difference is you put more work in than the other guy. And it, it shows because you look at your social media feeds and you, you you just look at what you've done in the past compared to what you've got now. You're constantly recruiting for people to join your team. And you look at the comments and you go, I want to work for you. To build that mentality within a business. Not Bro, a but before before we go before we go anywhere with how how to how to build a business, if you want to start getting into the most important thing to my business is that it's not my business it's yeah. it's our business like do you know what i mean it's not thor's trees would be nothing without all of the people here that work on my team not I'm, oh my god i'm talking manchester can you hear the manchester accent coming out because i'm talking to you mate i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get offended i'm not even from manchester, right, I'm not even manchester. my northern my northern accent is northern coming out. Accent. i need to stop this because i'm i'm sometimes i'm hanging out with my boy jarell and like he's picked up he's gone from london he's now living in manchester he's comes back yeah. and i'm always grilling him for talking to me like, i actually say stop talking to me like that mate stop talking to me like you're not you're not you're not for manny you're not for manny mate but I can hit anyway. But yeah, man, like, I can't remember what we're saying now. But um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Look, Thor's Trees is absolutely nothing without the people that I have on my team. And I'm so grateful. And I know I know that they're grateful for the people that work on their team too. But I need to give a massive shout out to my team. Every Everyone here at Thor's Trees is smashing it, bro. Don't get me wrong. We have some bullshit days. Absolute bullshit days, yeah? Like it's, you know, but... I try to make sure that they don't get the blunt end of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very important to me that my team do not feel the blunt end of it. If anything goes wrong, I'm soaking it up. It's my fault. Yeah. You know, we've got we've got uh, 10 core values um, here at Thor's Trees, and one of them is be accountable. And if something goes wrong, I'm taking the account. I'm going to take the blame yeah. before you take the blame. But they do exactly the same thing. And my team is, bro, I'm so, like, so when you say, you know, what we are at Thor's Trees, Thor's Trees is the best team in the whole fucking world, man. I fucking it's the love it. days my... where you're getting piss wet through and you're having to drag it. And worst of all, being in the middle of London for you guys, the amount of times you would have had to drag timber through people's properties. Every, almost a... every job, bro. Every job. Yeah, it's, it's not like ass, it is It's up those north. days where you think, you know what, I can't be asked being a fucking tree surgeon. Yeah. And then the lads, they pick you up and they come back the next day and go, 
you know what, we get a job like that every now and again. Exactly, bro. And, you know, we have Deal this conversation. It. We have this conversation often. We have, you know, every now and again, we have a shit job. It was it was underestimated, the amount of time that should have been put on it or whatever have you. You know, everybody makes the mistakes. Every company is the same. You cannot. There is no company out there that can admit to bit that can truthfully say we're the best company. Like we're the, we get it right all the time. There's no company that gets it right all the time, you know, at all. But, um, but yeah, you've got to ride the rough of the smooth. I mean, recently we've had some awesome weather. Re- recently, the weather has been brilliant and it really brings the energy up of the, of, of, of the day, doesn't it? When you have great weather, it's just like, this is why I love my job. You know, when you have the early days, this is why the, this is why being a tree surgeon is the best fucking job in the world, man. Because yeah. The weather, like when it's a sunny, I can't wait for summer. Summer's like my Break favorite out the month. Old tank tops and tank tops oh, and everything man. again. <laughs> summer's my favorite month, bro. It's like I love summer so much. I like spring more. That's how much I love summer because I know summer's coming. <laughs> you know, like when you're in spring, you're like, oh man, here it comes at last. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. So talking about some of your jobs in the past, where has it been a job where you have actually monumentally fucked up? Where have we fucked up? I don't, everyone's done it. I'm gonna sound like a self-help queen, but I don't really, I don't really look at jobs like fuck ups. I don't, I don't look at them like fuck ups, mate. Like, if if a job goes bad, there's a lesson that can be learned out of that. And you know, in the same way as like, you know, you mentioned your first job where it was like 250 pounds, you know, but you lot how many you learn lessons in that job that you would that you will never forget. So um I don't really, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I can't really think of one. I can remember them. Looking back at them, you think, oh man, that <laughs> was fucking shit. And you laugh about it. Because if you don't laugh, you cry. Oh yeah. So you laugh about it. But I can't really, I can't think of any because I've kind of been off, I've kind of been off the tools for a good few years now. But um, I guarantee you, if you asked any one of my, co- any one of the people on my team, what was the, what's the shittest job? It'd probably be the one that was last week because it's the only one that they can probably remember. Do you know what I mean? Um, so what's been one of the most exciting jobs you've done then? Most exciting jobs? What, were Thor's Trees or just in general, like in the Arb, Both. In the Arb game? Both. Both. Um... I can't I, I can't put my finger on one with Thor's trees purely because and I'm I'm not just saying this I f- I fucking love every day here bro I love every day here man I'm I'm living a movie I'm living a dream my team I love my guys you know and just seeing them develop and seeing them become better versions of themselves under the brand of Thor's trees is something that you know I, I will I will forever be grateful for so for me just seeing people grow in their role and seeing them develop as individuals that's enough for me, man. If I can see someone, there are people that have been here for three months, bro, like three months. And the way that they have developed themselves as arborists in the last three months is, is unreal. And I'm so proud of them. And when we do the, when we do the appraisals and when we give them pay rises and stuff like that, you know, like it's what just pay feeling rises that in this industry, are you backwards. I, I would, you know what? Remember that. Remember, remember that. You see that, guys? You see what I, to- I told you? I told you? No. But yeah, man, like, you know, just just seeing them develop in their roles for me, that is a great day. I love that. That's that. That's where my role has kind of changed in the last two years is I've gone from someone who cuts trees um, to someone that helps people be better versions of themselves. 
through being through being an arborist or through being a whatever it is that you are enrolled to be in here. Do you, I mean, whether it be a groundsman, you work your way up, whether you're a second climber, whether you're just a driver, you might be just I've got we've got people here that just want to be a groundsman. That's all they want to be. They don't want to be yeah. they're, they're they're happy where they are. They found someone who they work very well with and they're happy to just say that is like that's that's heaven, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like I felt my role here at Falls Trees is the best job in the world. Why? Because I'm able to give people opportunity. If I, you know, if they, if they're ready to get to take their career or take themselves to the next level, and I'm, and I and I get to give them that opportunity. Bro, come on. What what more would you want in life than to be able to give people opportunity? You've probably you may have experienced this because this is where I finally got my entrepreneurial side of the business is to go right. I've worked for three types of people. I've worked for a boss who just gives you the work and barks orders and tells you to fuck off at the end of the day when he's got to pay you. You've then worked for a leader who thinks, you know what, they're a bit better than the boss. They're definitely going somewhere. And then you've got the next level, and this is where you're at the next level. You're a mentor for people who work for you. You're not the boss. You're not the leader. You're the guy who just wants to encourage them to get the best out of them. And that's where a business is made and run by people. When everyone feels equal and everyone supports everyone as well within the business, it's not a case of, oh, I've got to go and do all this or I've got to outperform this week. It's just to be part of a team. And that's where I, that's where I can see you as being a mentor. Yeah, I mean, uh, thank you very much for saying that, bro. Honestly, that means a lot. It, it means, it, especially coming from someone like you, someone from like a, an outsider, to, to hear someone throw a compliment out like that, it means a lot. And don't get me wrong, I do hear it. And every now and you know, you hear it every now and again and you, you try and brush it off. To, but to, to, to hear that come from someone like you, that means a lot. But um, so thank you for that. But I think you're right. Everybody here, no, no matter whether you're a lead arborist or no matter whether you're a, a groundsman, the beautiful thing about working here at Thor's Trees is everyone's equal. Yeah? yeah. Like everyone. I'm I'm no more important than the groundsman here. And that groundsman is no more than the labourer. And the arborist, the lead arborist is no more important than the customer relationships manager. Everyone here is just as important. And if you, if you, if, and anybody who doesn't understand the system of being in a good team, you've, your ego is too big, bro. It's too big. I thought me being the director of operations here at Thor's Trees, I am nothing without a lead arborist. Yeah. And then they are nothing without a groundsman. And then they are nothing. If that groundsman can't deliver aerial rescue, they're nothing. Because, and then without that, without a laborer, without someone who, you know, who moves the branch, they're nothing. And then without a customer relationships manager, like that, you know, helping them. And then without the accounts department, they're nothing. We are all a team. If if there is one weakness in that, in that cycle, everybody loses. Everybody loses. It's, there's no point playing the blame game. And that's the great thing about working here at Thor's Trees is everybody understands the importance of each other's role. And ego is needs to, it is nowhere to be seen around here. It's nowhere to be seen. Ego in this industry leads to injuries. That's what I found with people is when they've been a little bit too ballsy, they try to do something different and they've ended up getting hurt as a result of it. Yeah. Yeah, you, I think you're absolutely right, bro. Like, in fact, we... Here at Fools Trees, we've got, as I mentioned earlier, we've got 10 core values. Um, and we hire people on these 10 core values. Yeah. yeah. And skill is not one of those core values. We don't have a core value that says we need someone. We need skill. The skill is just not there. Now, continuously strive to deliver excellence is there. That's the number one core value. Right. So we find people who continuously strive to deliver excellence. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Now you can, cause you can, you can find skill anywhere, but you can't find attitude. If you've got, you know, there are so many people in this industry that have got all the, all the skill that comes with the ego. I'm better than you. I'm a better climber. I can do this faster. I can ah. do this quicker. Look how shit your work is compared to mine. Yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. We get all of that, but you can't, you can't find when people go to me, where do you, where, how do you find all these people? We find good people and then we turn them into great arborists. Yeah. That's what we do. You know, and we hire on attitude. We don't hire on skill. Don't get me wrong. Every now and again, we might need to hire someone mid mid management or, you know, somewhere where a certain set of skills are required. But we don't hire skill over character. We hire character over skill, no matter what. Because I've met so many, and as you know, and as many of these listeners know as well, how many people, how many people that are, don't get me wrong, very good at what they do, very good at what they do, but they give it all the fucking bollocks and they, as soon as they're down, they get, they put their shit away, they get in the van, they yeah. sit there, eat the sandwich, let the fucking, let the fucking waste men over there deal with that shit. Yeah, yeah. They're not at my level yet. When you get to my level, you could do what I do. Fuck off, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no space in this industry for that no more. This needs to be a game where everyone is respected. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if you, because it sounds like you've got quite the same approach to me, because obviously I've had freelancers, I've had full-time people. It's like, they apply for the job and they give you the CV, and I've always went, I don't give us two shits about your CV. That's a piece of paper. I don't want to know about that. Come and jump in the tree with me for an hour. Show me what you can do. Don't be worried about what qualifications you don't have or what qualifications like you you think you need to have to get started in this industry. Just turning up is enough of an effort for Mate, me to get to Do you know what? We, we've had that. We've had that. You know, people go, oh, that, give it all the big gun on the phone. Yeah, I can't. I want to be a part of Force Trees. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right, we're cool. Well, meet, meet up. One of our teams are going to be here. Make sure you... Be- Mate, they don't even turn up to day one. Yeah, I've had that countless times with people who went, you know what? I'll give this guy a chance. We'll turn up to a big job and went, yeah, it'd be nice if you had an extra pair of hands, but knowing in the back of my mind, that lad ain't going to turn up. Exactly. You know, number one, like, please, please, if you want me to believe in you, please just turn up. Please. Because I really want to give you everything we've got. I really want to give you everything we've got, mate. Like, you you deserve it. In fact, part of what, part one of my weaknesses what I've realized in the last six months to a year and what my team have told me about is um, I see too much in people. I see your potential, but what you deliver is yeah. not there. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm in love with, I'm in love with giving people opportunity, but when you hand over that, 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 you know, that baton to say, okay, bro, here you go. And then they don't turn up or they don't deliver. It's so disappointing, man, because I see, Everybody deserves the chance. Everybody deserves a chance. Everybody, deep down inside, you are a good person. Deep down inside. You know, and don't get me wrong, you might have a few insecurities. You might have a few problems. Everyone's got things going on at home. Everybody. Trust me. Everybody. Whether you sit at the top of a company to whether you sit, whether you're just coming into the game. We all have insecurities. We all have things going on at home. Yeah. We've all got, we're all trying to, trying to find our way to success. All of us. Right. Everybody's got your mum might be ill. Someone might have contracted coronavirus. You might have money problems, whatever it is. We're all there. Right. But just bro, just turn up, man. Give it your best shot. Just go for it, man. You know, and you're absolutely right. Sometimes they just they just don't turn up. And I'm just like, oh, fucking hell. I was really hoping on this. I was really I really put my money on this one, man. Because you've got me thinking about like a past job, job going back like eight eight or nine years ago 
Um, got a phone call from a utility climber looking for a bit of domestic work. Had a, had a horrible weeping willow tree, and I just went, I'm not fucking climbing it. Underneath it was a koi pond and um, the filter, like a filter-type room. But on the roof was that old, like, plastic-type shed material that if you drop a branch on it, just shatters Done. into a million yeah. pieces. Especially if it's a cold day. And I went, you know what, this utility climber, had a quick look at a CV, spoke to him on the phone, got a reference, and was like, you know what, yeah, I'll let him do it. So I, I, I was that... That dude, at that time, I went, you know, I was going to sit in the van. I've got the lads working on the ground. I needed, I just needed a break that day. Two hours before I sacked him, told him to get off the site. He'd gone up, made the first cut, specifically told him, this is the job, this is what needs to do. Don't try not to let anything go wrong. What does he do? Cuts a branch, bang, straight through. And you know what? I, I even felt bad for him. And I went, you know what? I'll, I'll still pay you for the day because I just ripped this lad an absolute new arsehole. That's the worst thing I hate about, about anything since I've run my own businesses is having to either let people go or having to sack people. Mate, that is that is by far... It doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often for me. Um, again, I'll, I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more. Just remind me about why it doesn't happen very often. But... Um, a good leader is someone who would take responsibility for what happened there. And at the end of the day, yeah, okay, he put a hole in the whatever it was and he fucked it up. Yeah. But really, a good leader would take responsibility and say, you know what, that's my fault. Why was it my fault? Because I didn't take my due diligence. I didn't con- yeah. I didn't, didn't do my due diligence. Um, and you need to just take responsibility for what happened. And that's just how it is. And it was my fault. I fucked up. Shouldn't have put you up it. Maybe I should have given you something smaller. You know, shouldn't have put you on such a riskier job or what have you. And we just need to take responsibility. That's all it is, bro. But um, but going back to, what did I say for you to remind me of? I can't remember now. Um, uh, why we don't have that many bad eggs in the industry. The reason why, no, even in, in this company, sorry, at Thor's Trees, the reason why we don't have that experience here is because we're such, we're such, the team here are so good at what they do and are so driven that, if you're not good, if you don't reconcile with the way that we do things here, you won't want to be here. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. Because if, yeah. you, if you don't fit in, you just if you're just not one of us, yeah, it will just get to a point where you'll quit. You'll just quit anyway. And we've had people that come in who've come to Thor's Trees, giving it the big un, all of this. I'm not naming any names, but giving it all the big un, done it, you know, and then and 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 then the team wiggles you out. I don't even need to have that conversation. Normally, you just come into the office, have a chat, and you're like, "Listen, mate, it's not working out." And by that point, I've already had a, I've already had a chat with my team, and they've said, "Listen, Loma, I'm just, I'm still letting you know, bro. Like this, this guy's not for us." And I'm like, "Look, let's just give him another try." That's what I always say. Let's just let's give him another try. And then you don't want to give up on anyone, do you? I, I, bro, I can't, man. I, I, I love giving opportunity. There were so many people in my life that have. Um, it, at, t- at times when it, things were really hard, bro, I'm talking childhood, you know, there, there are people that have helped me out in my life that I, they, they shouldn't have, they probably shouldn't have, you know, the odds were against me, you know, um, but they gave me that opportunity and I will never forget that feeling. And it's, and you know, there were people that helped my mum. There were people that helped all me from all sorts of angles. So I love giving people opportunity, but at the end of the day, how it works here at Thor's Trees is if, if you don't fit in, you don't fit in. If you're not someone who continuously strives to deliver excellence, you won't fit in. If you're not someone who's safe, you won't fit in. If you're not someone who over delivers, you won't fit in. If you're not someone who communicates effectively, you won't fit in. 
And it's these are all our core values. And if you don't, if you can't reconcile with these, you're not. It's not going to work out here, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? So where did this? Because it feels like you have like a bit of an ecosystem with forced trees. And I've spoken to a lot of businesses where it is like one or two. Well, typically like a three man band, and you got. I've never heard a business say we've got these core values, we've got this, we've got that. Where did all of this develop from? Um, they came from a number of different ways, uh, but really and truly, when I realised we needed to put some core values in place was when I realised that we were growing at a very... Like, the demand for our business was 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 out of the ordinary. It weren't... We weren't... You know, we were very good. I was very good. Um, the team that I had... The, the climbers that we had were very good. And there was a huge demand for our business now. Um, and And I needed to hire very quickly, you know, and I needed to find the right people to be on our team very quickly. Um, so I turned to my team, you know, and not many, not many employers do this, but I turned to my team and I said, guys, we need to find some staff. Um, and they need to work well with you. And what studying all these other businesses and all these other blue chip companies, like, you know, look at all yeah. the big companies. Cause we're going to be a massive company. Force trees are going to be one of the, 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 the biggest companies, if not the best company in the UK. Yeah, and, and I'm convicted on that thought and no one's ever going to like switch my mindset because we are going to be the biggest and the best. But in order for you to be the biggest and the best, you need to employ the biggest and the best, right? And you need to you need to have the biggest and the best. You need to have the best people on your team. So I actually said to everyone here at Thor Trees, we all came in, we all came together and we all had a um, a meeting. And I, and, I, and I said to everybody, listen, I'm going to go out and find the the best people out there for this company to work on your team. I promise you that. Um, and I, I, and I, and I had a load of questions to give to, and I, I sent them all out to all of our staff at the time. And there was maybe only four or five at the time. And I'd said to them, um, what type of person is it that you want to work with? And there was a load of questions in this, um, in that I would send out. And I said, don't answer them now. Give it, have it, give it some thought, um, over the next few days. And then WhatsApp me the answers to the to the questions was to what and and you know and it was like what type of person you're looking for what type, you know and um you know do they and 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 i correlated all these answers back from all the, all the staff and it seemed and and to me the answers were all very much the same you know what i mean we want someone that's safe we want someone who goes the extra mile we want someone who's gonna turn up we want someone who's going to turn up on time continuously. We want someone we can trust. We want, do you know what I mean? All these things sort of came in, all these um, answers. And I I, I, rec- I correlated them all together to, and, and came out with these, these, well, there were nine at the time. We added, we added the last one recently. And I, I pulled everyone into a team meeting again. I said, guys, I've come up with these 10 characteristics as to what I'm going to be high, we, what I think what you guys are looking for and what I think I'm looking for. Can I go through them? Everyone was like, yeah, cool. So we went through these core values and I, I went through these nine core values and everyone was like, fucking hell. Yeah. You know what? If you can find someone who's yeah. like all of that, then we want them on our team. And I said to everybody here, I said to everyone at Thor's Trees, I said, great. All right. I promise you I'm going to find all these people on that, on that core value. I'm going to find someone who does this, but just know this, just know this. No one's going to want to work with someone who ain't these. That person who is these nine core values, who has, who aligns with these nine core values, these nine characteristics, these nine 
is not going to want to work with someone who doesn't over deliver. It's not going to want to work with someone who's not safe. So can we make a promise to ourselves right now that from this point on, we're going to be what this is? And everyone's like, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, sweet, mate. I'm definitely on that. Now, every single decision that gets made at Thor's Trees, how we hire, how we execute, how we do something, how anything, how we get to the next level, all reconciles with these uh, core values. And, um, and that's where they came from, bro. And now every single decision that gets made gets made off of our nine core values. I don't even get... People don't even come up to me anymore and say... Lol, what should we do? Do you know what I mean? Like, don't, yeah. don't, don't knock. A, if 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 the client's asking for something extra to be done, well, core value number four is over deliver. Yeah. See ya. As I, as long as the customer's not taking a piss, saying, "Can you go fell that order tree over?" Well, there? there you go. So look, then core value number six is to be accountable, right? And if you've got another yeah. job to do after, and you're stuck between core value number four, which is over deliver, and core value number six, which is be accountable, right? I don't mind getting that phone call, bro. Give me a call. Thor, what do you reckon we should do, bro? We've got we've, this customer wants us to do this apple tree, yeah. We're but we've got another job to go to, and we're going to be late. <clears throat> no problem. I can I can I can deliver that. I can deliver that solution. But but if it's just a small little choice ear bush that needs to be trimmed, or a little camellia bush that needs to be trimmed, yeah. up, and it's only going to take you five minutes. And call value number four is over deliver. Let's bro, let's just get on with it, man. Because you know what? It's gonna it's the right thing to do. I've not come across anyone in the industry with that type of thinking. It's out of the box. But it makes perfect sense. Bro, like, there are so many different... There are so many different systems that we have here at Thor's Trees that's amazing. And that's just one of them. And that's why I know that deep down inside, when when eventually push comes to shove and we figure out how to get to the next level, these systems that we've put in place are going to be what what makes it easy for us to just um, replicate. We've got the blueprint. It works. We've got the blueprint. So when we want to dominate the whole of the UK, when another company maybe wants to, I don't know how we're going to get there. I've got a few ideas in mind. We might want to license out. We might want to franchise out. There might be a tree surgeon out there somewhere up north that says, I'm I'm ready to take my business to the next level. And I want to use everything that Thor's Trees has got in place to replicate and become what they are. Knock on my door. When you're ready for that, knock on my door. Because I can give you everything that you that you need. Don't get me wrong. There'll be a price to pay. It's not going to be yeah. free. But it will lead to a better life for you. It will lead to a better life for your family. And you will be that maybe, hopefully, you will be that person that I am one day where you can offer opportunity to people. But like my dream, can I, can I let you into a secret? Can I let you? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> now, don't laugh because people do laugh. But they laugh because <laughs> right, they, get in, they get, they get. It, it, it kind of, they don't know how to register this kind of information, right? But my dream is to one day is to um, have my own helicopter. Yeah. I want to, I want to have a helicopter where, okay. and the only, the only reason why I want to have a helicopter is because I want to be so valuable to people around me and be able to, you know, that I need to get in a helicopter today to be able to get to Manchester or Lincolnshire to have a to have a meeting with one of yeah. the managing directors over there, that Thor's Trees headquarters over there, and the only way I'm going to be able to go to Lincolnshire and back and still be there for my family and still be there to provide for my team is by what? By helicopter, right? Because oh man, I remember this day. There was this guy. <laughs> I remember when I was freelancing, right? And um, we did this. We did this. Um, oh man, we did this job for at this at this airport at this aerodrome, right? It's only a small airport, but I remember sitting there. 
with um, with my, my mate Lee, at the, who, we were, who I was working with at the time. And we were eating our breakfast at the airport, right? And it's only a little airport, but we're eating our breakfast at this cafe. And we could uh, in the in the cafe, you could oversee the runway. And there was this fucking sick helicopter sitting on this runway, right? All blacked out. Like we're talking luxury, like a luxury helicopter. I don't know if you've ever seen like a lu- black luxury helicopter. Have you ever have you ever seen one? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me try and um, get one on a helicopter. So the people who are watching this can see what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking, this thing was sitting on the, on the, on the runway and it, I mean, it weren't moving, but it was one like this, right? Something similar to that. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was in the middle of the runway. So me and Lee are sitting there now and we're just eating our breakfast. And I'm like, yo, Lee, look at that helicopter, man. He's like, yeah, bro, that's fucking sick, man. That's fucking sick. And then two twos now, the helicopter starts up, right? And it just starts up really slowly and the blades are going. I'm like, yo, 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 it's about to, it's about to, it's about to fucking take off, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, sick. So we're sitting there watching this helicopter start up now. And then the, the rotors are proper going now, yeah. Now this thing's about to take off. And then we see this um this all black Range Rover, um, the like the long wheelbase one, like yeah. all blacked out, black windows, everything. And this guy comes out like comes out of his pulls up right in front of us yeah like the, the car park's there pulls out in front of gets out gets out his range rover and he like picks up this black bag like gets goes into the booth he picks up the black bag and he starts walking towards the helicopter now yeah now i'm thinking fucking hell how sick is it he's in all black everything yeah helicopters yeah. all black and he gets into the helicopter now, when he opens the doors, the helicopter has got like this all leather interior. Like I'm talking luxury, bro. Yeah, like this guy has to be really important. Like he, like, like he, he must, t- he must be so important to a number of people that, you know, this guy ain't cheap. But at the same time, this guy, this guy brings br- great value to the world. This is this, this is what's going on in my head anyway. This guy's got to be bringing big ass value. He's got to be making big people's lives better. Mm. You know what I mean? Now this helicopter. You know what helicopters are like. They could just go up, right? They could just go up and then disappear. Yeah? This helicopter that was at the stunt, start of the runway. And it like, it, it it went up. Like So this guy gets in the helicopter now and it goes up. And then it tilts like this into like an aggressive pit position. And then oh, uses man. the whole fucking runway. The whole runway. Didn't <laughs> the whole fucking runway. Yeah. And then this guy just disappears off. And I said to Lee that I said to Lee that day, I was like, Lee, I want a helicopter like that one day, bro. Yeah. You and he knew was like, what you wanted, your life goal I, was. I was like, I want, I want, I want that. I want, I wanna, I wanna be so important to the world that I wanna bring so much value to the world. Call it ego, right? If you want, whatever. But I wanna touch so many people that that I that I need to be in a helicopter to be able to get me to that place over there and then get me back in time to be in, in for my family. Now, and the only way that I'm going to be able to to be able to justify buying a helicopter is by being national. It's by being the biggest tree surgery company in the UK. Because I need to be able to visit that guy. And I want to be able to visit that guy. And I want to be able to go down to the Isle of Wight and go down to Portsmouth and go down to Cornwall and and help people, help managing directors, help... Um, um the, you know the people who are going to be looking after the 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 the, the satellite um falls trees all over the uk and i need to have a meeting with that managing director because he needs help on something he maybe needs some support and i'm not doing zoom 
I'm done with Zoom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone I need is to be, I need to be there in person. It might be that I need to deliver a talk to the team, maybe up, uh, you know, or something. I don't know. But that's my dream, man. So don't tell anyone, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mate, we're going to have to put this into a two-part because we've not even covered half the stuff that I want to know about four streets. What? So really? And it's because I talk too much, innit? But I love it. This is what, this is, honest to God, this is my favourite podcast so far, and I'm only oh, a couple man. of episodes in. So oh, we're going to leave it as that one. So we'll finish for now. And Wait, can we just give week... someone a taste? We need to give them a taster. We need to give them a taster as to what right, All right. what they're like, going like to have next week. Because so I'm next excited week... to know what you what more you want to know. Mate, I swear to God, if because <laughs> fucking COVID still exists, we need to sit down and we need to get a couple of cans out and we need to just talk about the industry. So the next part of the podcast, I want to know about that logo on your sleeve. Well, this one here, yeah? Yeah, that very one there, because it's really hit and miss in the industry. Now, you're for it. I'm against it. What? I'm not, I'm not the biggest Arbiculture Association's fanboy. Oh, I'm not saying you're a fanboy. No, 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 no. I've, I've look, got my reasons you know what? why. On the next podcast, I'm going to change your mind. <laughs> I'm going to change your you, mind. You I will change my mind before this podcast even started. <laughs> But I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue. I'm gonna come out guns blazing. I've got my reasons. Got my reasons. Okay, I'm all for them. I want to. We've not to even it. spoke about <clears throat> got the employees. You built the business, but what kit? We don't, know, we don't even know what kit you've got at the moment. Oh, man, we know I'm you've a, got a I'm smart a, I'm car. I'm a kit guy. I'm a kit guy. I, I, I can't wait to let you know about what kit the teams here use, man. I'm a kit guy, so I'm looking forward to this next podcast. What else? What else? What else? What? What else? What else do I want to know? I don't know. There's so much to learn from you. <laughs> Right, like I'm, I'm, and I you know don't what? Come I'm... across people like this that often. Where I go, you know what? I really want to sit down with this person to figure out why he's been able to do it, and I took a slightly different path. Like, where where did we both go different? I'm, I'm, I'm all for that, and I'm super, I'm super, super excited. And, and you know what? And you're, you're, you're absolutely right. That I mean, those are two questions that I think that the users, the like the people who are listening, definitely want to know the answers to. Yeah. But there's also a few. I just want people to know here. That nothing that I did and nothing that I've done and nothing that I'm going to do is not is 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 a secret. I'm gonna I'm I'm all I'm all to let people know about what it is that I do, how I done it, how I do it, how I've done it. I've let you know into some of the deeper secrets as yeah. started Falls Trees here, you know. But I I I'm not going to hold back, bro. So whatever it is that you want to know, I'm 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 all to let people know because I think I think information out there is information should be out there for you to do. You've got people that are going, oh, sign this NDA here, sign this NDA here. Nah. There's no point signing NDAs. At the end of the day, if you're a lazy fuck, you ain't going to do nothing with the information anyway. <laughs> so it's up to you. Like if, if you want to get up, pop your ass, and if you want to join, if you want to join a team or join a company that's gonna get you to the next level, get up and do it. But yeah, I'm so excited for the next podcast, bro. I'm really excited. Definitely. Right, we'll leave it there, mate. Last to come back next Bro, week. I appreciate know? it, man. Thank you so much for this opportunity, man. I'm so gassed. This is sick. This is a sick podcast. But yeah, let's catch up with these guys next week, bro. Thanks to our sponsor today, Mediarb, the only first aid kit designed just for arborists. You'll find them on Instagram at Mediarb Training. I've tested 20 first aid kits over the last few years, and this is the best one on the market. Designed specifically for our sector, Mediarb's got everything you need in an emergency first aid situation. From sellocks to Israeli bandages, there are dressings to tourniquets, you name it, Mediarb has it. 
Forget trying to find the right kit. Mediarb has done all the work for you. Go to Instagram, stick in Mediarb training. When you buy your Mediarb trauma kit, mention all things Orb and get a free gift. Thanks to Mediarb for sponsoring today's podcast.